0: I'm in the studio with Jay Halim. I'm in the studio with Jay Halim. I am in the studio with Jay Haley. I am in the studio with Jay Haley. i am in the studio with jay Haley. i am in the studio with Jay Halim. You are now in the studio with Jay Haley. <laughs> What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Jay Halim, and this is another episode of Star of Talk. Again, we're still in the studio. We're still in the studio, but we just wanted to make sure that we are... Letting people know how important it is to starve. I know we say, I won't starve, I won't starve. No, yes, we're still going to be chanting the mantra. But starve has taken another level, it's taken on a new meaning. And you have to stand tall and reclaim victory every day. And I truly believe that there's not enough people talking about that. There's not enough people trying to find the individuals who are winning in their own right. You know, winning takes on its own you know, thought process when, when we're trying to look at social media and see somebody else with their boat and their yacht and we think that they're winning. If you got up today and you was able to feed your children and you were continuously feeding your children, you didn't have to ask nobody for anything, you're winning. You're standing tall every day reclaiming victory and it's gonna get better. You might be looking at somebody else's 100th page of their book and you're just on your first page. We gotta stop doing that. So my thing is I wanna give you your flowers during, not after you've done something, not before, but during. Because when you see somebody running a marathon, people start throwing water, giving them water, giving them things to get through it. Not just to sit there and wait till they get through and then you decide if you're gonna clap. Where are the people that's cheering you on during the fact? And that's what Starve Talk is about. So I have this beautiful young lady that you might see on here, cause she's upgrading me right now. This is my hometown hero now. You know, listen, I I know how much I feel about my hometown, North, New Jersey. I met this beautiful young lady elevating herself. All my entrepreneurs, if you're going to be a serious, serious entrepreneur, continue to elevate yourself, continue to educate yourself. So I met her while she was doing the same thing. You would think that her being successful, that she wouldn't have to do that. But she just letting you know that she's trying to go higher. She's trying to be greater. And she stood out amongst a, a bunch of other winners in the class, but she stood out to me because every time I got in a class with her, she, she motivated me. She got me excited about being there. We doing this class in the evening time. You got all a whole bunch of stuff you need to be doing. You got kids. It's easy for you to tune out. But whenever she got on the microphone or got on the screen, because y'all know we're doing this COVID thing, she definitely motivated me and I was excited to hear from her. And this is Miss Annie Sneed Godfrey. She is the owner of Waterworks, right? Waterworks Laundry in Norton, New Jersey. And I just wanna thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And, and as you said, you know the, the classes were in the evening for the, uh, for the Founders First um, uh, group, but it was awesome. And just learning from you and from the other coaches um, I just, I think the conversations to me helped significantly in, in terms of just thinking differently about my business. Yeah, so I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Y'all class was a, a bunch of rock stars. <laughs> I'm telling you. And then the fellas, listen, y'all gotta get y'all weighed up because these women are knocking it out the park. They are serious about growing their businesses. You know, it was only like a couple, I've been in like four classes now and it's only like, it'd be like 13 women and two guys. Wow. So, wow this is a consistent scenario. So right, it's not your fault. Continue doing what you're doing, but brothers catch up, <laughs> catch up fast <laughs> because these sisters are doing their thing and they are to be commended. So, you know, thank you so much. As I mentioned about you and we talked off camera, you know, you had a successful career in you know, um, human resources. And a lot of people that come to the point where they're ready to get out of their, their um, primary career. They're like, look, I don't want to do anything else. I just want to chill. I want to go on, on the beach or, I want to just relax. What made you decide to say, you know what, I want to take on something different?
1: You know, it's it's, it's a great question. So um, my husband, Daryl, and I started uh, Waterworks in 2007. So in actuality, the business was, it was already up and running, 2007. uh, But it was almost somewhat running itself. But uh, as I was going through my corporate career in, in, in human resources, the opportunity presented itself where the organization was restructuring. And I had opportunities to either uh, pursue another one of the jobs that they were redesigning, or I could say, you know what, it's time for me to bow out. And I chose to bow out. Yeah. Uh, and I chose to bow out primarily because I had other things that I could spend my time doing. My son was graduating college that exact same year. So it was like 2018 when the opportunity presented itself. And my son was graduating in 2019. So I said, okay, fine. 2019, he can graduate and I can launch launch into my business and the timing was perfect so I think just being able to have something else to do um, and something where to be honest with you I was going from being an employee to more of an intentional employer yes because I've always been an employer before but now I was focusing on really running the business more intentionally yeah that's really what what got me to say you know what it's time it is time for us to really for me to power up and pivot from being an employee of somebody else's to be really the leader that I need to be.
0: It's so amazing that you say that because people in your position, a lot of times have been in that space of an employee for so long. Um, It's just the transition is very, very difficult. And also, and I put this in my book, um, my second book, baby boomers, people that are in a position to retire usually are at this particular point are like, I know everything about the said business that I'm in, you know, whatever thing nobody can see. I've been here for 30 years, 35 years, whatever, but knowing how to do it for yourself is usually like, <laughs> they're like lost in the sauce. So did you have any of those transitional moments?
1: I, I'll be honest with you. I did. Because when you work in corporate America, all the processes are set up. They're already designed. All you have to do is execute, right? Yeah. Whereas when you are, running your own business you have to put the processes in place you have to really focus on all of that payroll and taxes and blah 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 and even you know process maps making sure that your standard operating procedures are documented and explained to people trainings and and so forth they're already that they're in place and they're they're, um that they are They're described to people uh, very carefully. So yeah, it was not easy. (laughs) It was not easy to show up every day and make sure that the processes were properly documented. So yeah, I I did have some trepidations, I'm gonna be honest. Um, But at the end of the day, what really sustained me was the fact that I knew how to do this. I had already done it for many, many years. I just had to now apply all the learnings to run my own business.
0: Love it, love it. Yeah, it's it's this amazing situation because um, I really want that because you guys are the ones that have the skill set and it's such a disconnect between the different generations. So you look at from the baby boomers to millennials to, you know, the Gen Zers now, like you say, you have a son who's a Gen Zer. It's a disconnect. You know, you if you put all of those communities in a room together and you have one problem, Everybody's gonna to try to solve it differently, but will they just solve it together?
1: Well, <laughs> that's a good thing that they have different perspectives. And to your, to your question, will they be able to solve it together? And I think as long as we create space where people can be heard, so yeah. perspective from the millennial to the general Zer to the baby boomer, whoever's in the room, we have to be able to listen. And And it's funny because my son, worked with me for a minute <laughs> for a short spell uh, and, and we realized that our working styles are very different you know I'm the kind of person baby boomer you get up early when you're on time you're late <laughs> that's the reality you should you're supposed to be there nine o'clock and you get there nine o'clock you're late because at nine o'clock you're supposed to be ready to work so yeah. our perspectives are different but I think it's important that as long as we're listening to each other whatever those perspectives are, male, female, generation to generation, listen to people, let them be heard and then take nuggets from what they have offered to begin to figure out how to solve that problem. Because my way of solving it might not be the best way. It might be good, but it might not be the best way. But collectively, I think we can come up with something that really is more powerful than if we tried to solve it individually.
0: Definitely, I totally agree. And you know, you were in the laundry industry, right? So yeah. it's a couple of misconceptions, especially geographically where we're from. Yeah. It's not to me black people to have um, laundromats, um, especially not taking them seriously like that. Because yeah. if they are, it's probably supposed to be some type of front or something like that, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so, man, just period. Now those are the regular North misconceptions. Yeah. <laughs> And so now, you know, but then just the whole thing about everybody has a washer and dryer in their home, you know, or that that thought process that that's the case. What what was your thought process when you decided, say, I'm going to go this route as opposed to trying to do one of the trendy businesses that everybody's doing?
1: Yeah, so our, our, our goal in starting uh, Waterworks um, in 2007 was really about offering higher quality services to residents in Newark. And to your question or, or misconception of the thought that everybody has a washer and dryer in their home, the reality is most people don't. And especially in Newark where you have a lot of, it's a density of people who live in high-rise apartments or multi-unit um, apartment buildings, many of them, they might have a, a few washes and dryers in a common laundry facility in the basement, in the, mm-hmm. of the basement of the building with nobody wanna go to. Um, but many of them don't even wanna use those. And then when they do have a washer and dryer in their homes, oftentimes they're smaller mm-hmm. and they break down, they might not have the money to fix them. So we decided to start Waterworks because we wanted to offer higher quality services, number one. But the bigger piece to us was really being able to invest in Newark. Yes. Because we're from Newark and we bought the building we put the, the facility there, we invested a lot of money in, in all the equipment. And we've been doing our job to make sure that we're, we're providing a clean environment. One where people wanna come to do their laundry. I mean, people, I was the last night I was just responding to some Google reviews and people are just excited about coming to our store still. And again, we've been there since 2007, but we are very focused on making sure that people have a superior laundry experience when they walk in the door and it's not like any other laundromat. And I'm happy to say that it's a All different right. experience when you walk into waterworks and especially a different experience when you walk into our newer store on, on South orange Avenue smart set. So it's different.
0: Do you hear how she's talking about her business? It's no <laughs> way you don't get excited about it. And that's that, that, that's what I would take from that. I, I heard everything you said about the service, but you sound like you would use it.
1: Oh, absolutely. You
0: absolutely. sound like you would use the service. You understand what I'm saying? You know, a yeah. lot of people are selling something to make money that they probably wouldn't use.
1: Yeah. And, and that's unfortunate because for me, everybody has dirty laundry. And that's the reality. Whether the you are wealthy or poor, we all wear clothes. We, no matter what those clothes look like, we all wear them. And they get dirty after some number of uses. And they have to be cleaned. So the question is, how do you clean them? If you have the facility in your home, great, do that. But there are a lot of people, right, wrong, or indifferently, who have it in their homes who don't want to be bothered with that. So they're like, you know what? If I can either take it to a laundromat and have it done faster because there are more machines available, I can do it in an hour or two versus at home, I got to go up and down, up and up, back and forth. They, they, they're they okay to do that. But then the wash and fold business, oh my God, you'd be surprised hmm. How many people of varying levels of income use wash and fold? Why? Because they're buying their time back. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, you know what? You guys take that. I got other <laughs> things to do. You, I'll drop the laundry off. Or by the way, I will either call you or I'll go online and schedule my pickup. I know it's going to be picked up on a certain day and time frame. I know it's going to be delivered at a certain day and time frame, and I'm done with it. Set it and forget it. And we have a lot of customers who love the Washington Post
0: side of the business. I'm just so proud to hear that something like that is in. I call it my neighborhood because it's right around the corner for where I went to um, went to school. So it's <laughs> in the Wheatway section, and so because North we never we didn't, if we did have something like that, it wasn't no one that looked like us. It was definitely some foreign company, foreign um, owners, or stuff like that. You know, you can go to Clinton Avenue, you have those things, stuff like that, but you are right there and you truly living it. You're truly living, giving back, because obviously you didn't have to do that. You did not have to do that. And so when people in the community see that you brought something like that, what is the response?
1: People are uh, excited. I mean, and especially when they see that it's African-American owned. They're like, wow, you own this? It's funny, many years ago, my husband and I would, uh, you know, we'd be in the store. And then somebody will, I wanna speak to the owner. And we're like, we're we're it. And they're like, no, you can't be the owner. Yeah, we're the owner. What can I help you with? So people are shocked, number one, which is kind of unfortunate, but Mm -hmm. they're shocked, but they're also excited. And we've had a number of young people come in who wanna do different businesses. They write a book or, or do whatever. And we try to feature them in our space. So we want our space to not only be a laundry facility, but we want it to be a place where people can come and get additional information. And the other piece that that um, for us, it's about making sure that people have a way to get to us. So yeah. we offer transportation. You know, we recognize that not everybody in our neighborhood has a car, and we when we saw people coming to the laundromat with in in uh, taxis or Ubers, the cost of that. Yes. It. So it, it's 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 to me to us it's a game changer for being able mm-hmm. to offer transportation to our customers.
0: It's definitely a game changer. Um. I mean that's just wow that's all I can say about that part right there is like wow because again what what, I, what what made me think about your business model is that it's perfect nobody want to say you know it's hard to say perfect but it really is i mean you got to go through your kinks but any question someone can ask you 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 have an answer meaning like location location you understand why you picked the location right you understand the the people who you're serving your your specific customer right and everything's tailored to that. Yeah. It's not like whoever wants to spend money with me, I'll do it. No, it's, you know who your customer is. And then by having a conversation, even people would know how to send someone to you. Right. I don't live in Newark, but I have people who I can know and say, you know what, you you live on Lions Avenue and what? All right, she can get to you. You know, you right there, you're in Lions and Bergen. All right, cool, I can get you down. There's only a few blocks. Don't go to this one, go here, because they'll come pick you up. They'll pick you up exactly. exactly. Like it's it's that situation. I mean, my aunt lives literally on Bergen and hasbury So you know, on Bergen and Harsby, there's nothing there, there's no stores, no nothing. So she can either go on maple mm-hmm. or you know, go. I know Auntie, go this way. Yeah. yeah, you know, if something go wrong with your wash and dry at the house, go this way. I or yeah. you oh she's older now. I got somebody who come get it for you, Auntie. That's right down Bergen Street. And you can send my cousin to go get like because of you being able to articulate your business like that makes it that simple. So if anybody watching this, please be able to articulate your business like this, because this is what this is the training. This is what we need to see, you know, not just um, this is how we continue to grow. You know, we have to talk about it and we have to talk about it like we love it. you you, you kind of um, stole my thunder when you talked about the youngsters coming into coming in there um because we always needed it. Um one thing I always tell my, my family, I started boxing when I was younger because of the Buster Douglas gym. Okay, okay. That's right there. I don't know if it's called Buster Douglas anymore, but it was just because when Mike Tyson beat you lost to him, you know, we're going to Peshawn and they put the, the gym right there. And so nobody we they would pick us up and say, hey y'all, if y'all want to come learn, come in, come in here. And so we finally had something to do, right? And so you saying you're giving them an opportunity to talk about their book and everything like that. What has been the response from the youth because they have something to do to be showcased as opposed to sitting on a corner, drinking or gangbanging and doing something like that?
1: I, I think the young people that we have uh, talked to and have featured in our store, they've, they've been excited about it because it's an opportunity for them to, to talk about what they're doing beyond, again, to your point, being on the street. And, and sometimes when my husband has been there over the summer especially we, we've talked to a number of the young guys who are you know just hanging out and, and they, they get encountered by the police a lot um, you know and my husband's there and he's like you know what what can I do to help you you know some of them need their paperwork some of them don't have their driver's licenses and they, and they need documents but they don't even know how to get that or they need help being guided to get whatever it is they need so I think for us it's really about the young people knowing that hey, just come and ask us a question. If you need some help, please, guidance, we're there to answer your questions, whatever they might be. And if we can help guide you, if it's housing that, that you're housing insecure, if we you know somebody at Newark Housing, or if we know somebody and whatever whatever that the location might be, if we can guide you to talk to somebody, we're more than happy to do that. And it's amazing how I think the young people who have come to us, they recognize that it's not about, we're not judging. It's like no um, judgment just ask the question. And, you know, as, as one of the, uh, I was in a course a, a while ago, um, one of the coaches said, if you don't ask, you don't get, you know, if you right. don't ask, ask, you won't get and that's so, so true. So all people have to do is ask and they'll get, they may not get exactly what they want, but they're getting some information that will give them the answer. They're seeking. So, but the young people love it.
0: I love it. One thing I, I love about you guys, I see the, entre- they're not just the entrepreneurship, but the authenticity because the kids these days are, are a different breed
1: <laughs>
0: and they, they see through baloney. They see through baloney. And so, you know, what, what is your thought process about that? Because again, we were raised and I'm sure even double goes double for you. Like don't question certain things, mm-hmm. but these kids nowadays question everything. They question the color of the sky and they could be looking at it. <laughs> and so, being transparent with those kids or being able to be authentic in front of the children that you see. And I'm, I'm hopping on that. Cause I know what I got my hair cut over there. I know what's out there where you, where you are. And yeah. even on South Orange Avenue, you know, that's where ambassadors and all that stuff is over there. So it's, it's both high traffic areas. absolutely. And so that's another good business tip being in the high traffic area, <laughs> <laughs> but both high traffic areas. And so to have a situation, and you're talking to these kids, what are some of the things you're hearing from them that they probably wouldn't have never said before?
1: Yeah, I mean, we have a a lot of stories where, um, in fact, we have a couple of young people who work for us Mm -hmm. who really don't have guidance. Mm -hmm. They want more, you know, but they don't really know how to go after it. So just having, frank one-on-one conversations with them about, hey, you need to make sure you have your education first, whether it is school diploma if you haven't finished high school get that ged if you and then if you want to go to college don't just think about you know the four-year institution how about a trade school because quite frankly there are a lot of trades where we used to be in but we're not electrician people are always going to need electricians people are always going to need plumbers people are always going to need somebody to fix something in their homes landscapers as we were talking about earlier so i think the young people they all they want is somebody to listen to them to hear what it is they're saying um and they appreciate the fact that we're trying to be as honest and authentic as possible And we're not going to bs them because mm-hmm. i mean yes we went to high school we went to college and all that other stuff and worked in corporate america but we recognize that not that's not the path for everybody
0: not no, everybody's no. going to
1: do that corporate thing um but the big the most important thing is just being available to listen to them and, and the stories we hear are just, it, it's amazing. Housing insecure. I have you know, employees who may have issues with housing. So we connect them with somebody at Newark Housing Authority since we know people in our families or in our network who work there. So the stories are, are just all over the place. And it's just, it, it's amazing how the, uh, the young people respond. And even some of the older people when they see that, hey, if I have a question about something, I'm going to go ask Annie or Daryl, and they're going to be able to guide me in, in whatever they, way they possibly can.
0: Um, it's I'm, I'm it's, it's very
1: interesting how, uh, again, they're just all kinds of stories. Again, education. I mean, one young lady said she knows she's lazy. She acknowledged <laughs> it. She said it. I mean, she's 24 years old. Um, she said, I know I'm lazy. But I just don't know what I don't know and those are the kinds of conversations I appreciate because we then have frank discussion to say okay do you get up on time mm-hmm. do you when you when you're supposed to be at work are you at work or are you clocking in at nine o'clock when you're supposed to be there at nine but you're already late because you're clocking in and you've got to be ready to work at nine o'clock so the stories are just I mean they're, they're all over the place from from you know young people with uh, with babies uh, who are trying to find a way to to support their children, all the way through people who are just like, I'm in a gang. I don't like being in the gang, but I have no other choice because of, of this is my family. Yeah. So it, it's it, it, I mean, the, the stories are, are just, I mean, amazing.
0: Yeah, it's, it's I'm just thinking about it and I'm just thinking about, um, you know, a lot of the kids that I encounter. And I'm just so glad that they have someone like you guys because one of the things I always tell people, we don't see that. Yeah. We we you know you, they see the the drug dealer, and um you know for the ones who are really trying to do something to feed their family, you, uh, hey that's what you know that's what you know you know we do what we know until we get more information. Yeah. The people who are successful don't are not around, or they're not investing in the, the community for someone to see, like you said, adult or young adult to see, like okay, this is success. This is what success looks like, and they didn't have to put a gun in nobody's face. They had to take anything from anybody. They didn't have to do anything illegal to be mm-hmm. successful. So I'm just so happy about that. You know what does victory look like to you?
1: It's a great question, Jay. Um, victory to us looks like being able to continue to be financially stable in our community, sustain our businesses, but also provide all of our workers with a high rate rate of pay. I mean, the reality is we pay what we pay is competitive, uh, but I I ideally want to be able to pay people a lot more money than we pay them, to be honest with you. And that is because I know while we can't, you know, make our wages commensurate with, um, with you know, the cost of living, nobody can do that. Yeah, cost so. of living is, about, is not sustainable, right? But I do recognize that people with families need to have incomes that enable them to not only survive but to thrive and and to be able to to be victorious, essentially. Yes. So victory to me is is really about having the financial wherewithal to sustain our business, number one, to continue to grow, but also to employ more people and to employ those people at at very, very, more than competitive wages, essentially.
0: That, you know, that's so great because I think you captured the true essence of entrepreneurship. You know, I tell people all the time, entrepreneurship, true entrepreneurship is the most selfless thing you can do because going into it, you understand that you're gonna be responsible for not just yourself, but for other individuals. And it's people who are counting on you and that paycheck and your idea and your vision to feed their families. And so, when you take on that, you know, banner of being an entrepreneur, you you understand that, and you you're speaking that right now, and, and that oozes out of you when you talk. Because a lot of people are, I um, I, I coined, I hadn't coined the phrase. Um, a business associate of mine named Tom Ledbetter said, uh, "We're going into intentional self-employment." not Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship. And we have to really, really, you know, let people know what's the difference Mm because it truly is a difference. You just don't want to work for somebody that doesn't make you an entrepreneur. That means that you can have that skill we talked about and just go and work for yourself, bring home your money, do what you need to do. And it's a place for that. It's going to be a lot more places for that, you know, because a lot of the um, corporate world is getting swallowed up. Going to four day work weeks, it's yeah. going to be what can you actually do yourself? What, what skill do you have? And that's great.
1: Yeah.
0: But you cannot call yourself an entrepreneur, especially not in front of somebody like me. I will respectfully say something to you, but respectfully, we got to Are you in a position or willing to be in a position to create something that helps out someone else? And that truly solves a problem besides you just making a wage. Everything right. that you said, you said your, your business solves so many problems.
1: Yeah. And, and, and you know, the, 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 the important thing for us was, you know, somebody said to me many years ago that, you know, when you're an entrepreneur or business owner, you want to make sure you're doing something where you're not the only one who's you're employing, You're not the only person you're employing. Because if that's the case, then you're a solopreneur. And that's, yeah. again, to your point, that's fine. That there are places for that. But my whole goal was what what business can I do where I don't have to be there to do it. I can employ other people. And then by doing that, I can help generate some kind of income for other people who live in the community that I'm providing a service for. So that was a, a big goal of ours to say, okay, I don't need to be there every day to wash and fold the laundry. You know, I'm want I I'm there sometimes, I, I may not do that, but I'm there watching over the business, but I have other people and those other people who work there, they are the lifeblood of, of our businesses. Yeah. And I mean, there it's been, some of them have been with us since we opened in 2007 wow. uh, but it, it's a it's beautiful because they know that we're there for them and they've been there for us
0: I love it you know understanding this thing we call entrepreneurship and in this business alone is is it's not an easy thing you know it's not easy at all and nowadays where you see this is like the fad now I tell people back when I was in college I went to an HBCU here in South Carolina. And, you know, I was told that I was crazy to, or, or lazy, you know, it was, you're in college, you're about to get a degree. You need to, you know, worry about this job. You be me lazy. Um, I wanted, you supposed to get a check every week, every two weeks, that type of thing. And it wasn't the fun thing to do or wasn't the fad back in those days. And now it's the a fad, but they're not talking about the anxiety portion of it. They're not talking about the people who are killing themselves. They're not talking about the, five years that you can't go on vacation because you started that business, you know? So somebody who, you know, probably working for you and they're growing and they, they but they have an idea, you know, what, what and they want to move on and do something else. What advice are you giving them before they jump off the porch?
1: It's a great question, Jay. I, I, there was a, um, I an example of a, of a young woman who recently came to us. I'm not going to share her name. Um, but she was asking about uh, going into business for herself. She was thinking about a cleaning business in particular, and, and that's somewhat of a, a complementary business to, mm-hmm. um, to what I do. Um, so we were talking to her about, uh, about the whole concept, making sure you have your paperwork done. Do you have an EIN? Have you done all the state and federal paperwork to make sure you have an, a legitimate business? And then beyond that, what research have you done to find out whether your business is something that is going to solve a problem? What problem are you trying to solve? So it's, it's having those Frank th- discussions about what is you trying to solve And then the, the bigger thing is how are you going to finance it? Yeah. How, how do you where are you gonna get the money to start your business? so and, and, and a lot of people don't think about that they think, okay well, I can just get some towels and, and some equipment and I have a car already but I'm like you, that, that's not enough to really sustain. You might have a few customers like that, and that's fine. You can start off small, but then you have to make sure you can sustain the business. So getting some education, attending a few classes, going online. There's so many things that are free, but you just have to be willing to do the research. And that's where I think a lot of people, um, they, they fall short. They're not willing to do the research. It's, they want a quick fix. So I always advise, make sure you do your research and talk to other people who are in that business. Yes. Not just because you're going to be in the same business that they are. You're not looked at as a competitor immediately, um, but you, you should talk to somebody. I had a conversation last week about with a young woman who I was in a class with uh, a while ago, a different uh, course. She wants to go into laundry, but in apartment buildings. So we're talking about it. We were at the laundromat last week. just. Going back and forth, talking about the things she needs to be prepared for, and it's a huge investment. I'm not gonna lie; you've got to have a little bit of money to then get the additional money that you need. So, whatever the business is, just make sure you have your money in order. Have your have your your finances in order. That's very important.
0: You know, um, you I love having this conversation because you kind of line when I mean, you have a good conversation. You line it right up for the next question, <laughs> so it, it, it makes it easy you know that's the one of the one of the age old questions back and f- people go back and forth with do you need money to start a business or 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 not or whatever i was at a conference a couple of years ago in oakland and a young lady said this is I, and I always give her her props she said that um it was a young sister was asking her a question on the podium and she said um well you know i don't i, I want to work but you know my passion is this And my passion is that. And she said, sister, you're going to passion yourself into the poor house. And I I took that from her, you know, um, and because I I, so many people say that your passion, your passion, your passion. And when I looked up the definition of passion, it says uncontrollable
1: Mm.
0: feeling. Mm. And so uh, we're driving our lives off of off of an uncontrollable feeling. Wow. Now, it's something that you need in the business. But as I started, I put in my blog a couple of weeks ago, it was, um, don't follow your passion. Take it with
1: you. Mm, mm, I love it. I love it. <laughs>
0: you, you know, because whatever it is you decide to do, you need to bring your passion Correct. to it so that you can get through to where you're trying to go. But... Yeah. You being in a space where you had a career, Mm -hmm. how did that give you a bigger leg up going into business, having a career, doing something for so long, and then saying, okay, I'm gonna do it for myself. How did that truly help you going into a business?
1: Well, I, I would say having worked for someone else for as long as I had, I was able to stockpile money. I was able to put things away, have some capital. Because one of the things that we often see, and I was I was talking to a young woman. Um, she actually has um, an argument. Jill Johnson. She does uh, EI Eiffel, the okay. Entrepreneurship uh, for Women's Leadership, and um, she talked about how so many business owners or entrepreneurs are undercapitalized, and that is the reason why we often fail because we don't have the money to sustain ourselves for the, through those ups and downs, especially the down periods, because they're going to come. So I think for me, it was about being able to put money aside, have some savings to then leverage that savings to do what we needed to do. And especially to sustain us when those, during those periods when things weren't as, as good. So having some money, you, you got to have some money. I, I would say people don't think that this is, is as critical as, as it is, but having some some money on the side, some savings, whatever that is. It's so important to, to, to be able to hold on to that. And and because you're going to need it, that, that rainy day fund is going to be needed. So I think having, having worked for a number of years and having been able to save that really enabled me to put some fun, have some funds available to uh, to put into the business.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I'm trying to get my people, because everybody look at me, my backstory, not ever having, um, a great job and they're like well you were able to do it so why would you tell other people to go get the job I said if somebody really has love for you and they want you to do better than them Mm
1: -hmm.
0: they'll, they'll tell you the easier route they'll try to prevent you from going through the same potholes that they did you know and it was a whole lot easier for me once I got my credit together once I had some money in the bank and things of that nature. My first and second and fifth business was like starting off with under $500 and just a dream and trying to figure it out. I I skipped so many steps when, you know, I created my last two businesses when, oh, I already have an office space. I already have equipment. I already have this saved up already. And I have, oh, my credit score is over 650 and, and climbing. So, oh, I can actually go and get some help. That changed the game. So, it's levels to it. And if brother or sister who's listening, you don't have anything. It's your work ethic. You're going to have to work double double the time. You're going to have to use and, um, and leverage the skill set you have. But then you have to partner with individuals. That's the quickest way for you to start and grow without having any money. But that don't mean you need to stay there. You need to be trying to find a way to get to the money as fast as possible. So that if you really want to see the business where you dreamed it to be, if you just want to make a couple of dollars to feed yourself, then you don't need a quarter. If you got a good skill, somebody will pay you to wash their cars. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But if you want five and six car, um, car washes, more than likely it's not going to happen unless you have some type of money or you've convinced somebody like a bank or some financial institution via your credit mm-hmm. and your payment history that they are willing to, you know, give you some money to do that. And mm-hmm. we have to have these honest conversations especially with our people, with anybody, but with our people, because we getting so much information, especially the children. It's like just go on YouTube and you'll be OK. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I did YouTube for years. I remember getting checks from YouTube 12 years ago, mm-hmm. just getting on and they'll let you be a, a affiliate or a partner. Yeah. Now you got to have like 100 people just to get a, a, a link. Yeah, <laughs> And then you got to have over a 1,000 subscribers to even be able to be a partner. You didn't need any to be a partner. So it's really a business. Facebook is really a business now. And so you have to spend the same money in advertising as you, if it's, you're not doing it in the magazine or a newspaper or the local radio, you still got the same money. I go to Facebook. The same business principles still find their way around to social media and everywhere else. Right. And so understanding what business truly looks like. There's no really escaping that.
1: No, no. And I think you said something really powerful uh, about that in terms of, you, you use the word partnership or utilizing your skills and finding somebody else who can partner credit, making sure your your, your credit is, is in a good place. Because quite frankly, while many of us don't like to borrow, we want grants, we want you know free money. The reality is there is, not, there is limited, limitations on free money, okay? Um, and it's it's out there, but in, in many very small small amounts. But the bigger upside is when you are go, you're able to go to a uh, whatever kind of financial institution it is and leverage what you have, leverage your experience, leverage the fact that you have you know you've partnered with somebody who's perhaps equally or or even stronger than you are, um, and you have this this background, not just a passion, but you have some experience. That you can showcase that this is how I'm going to deliver. These are the things I'm going to deliver. So I yeah. think being able to to uh, to showcase all of that and and getting your financials in order. A lot of us don't want to hear that. You don't have to have a lot of money, but you have to make sure that you are financially sound. And Definitely. that's the important thing. Just be financially sound. But make make sure your records are in shape, because a lot of us weren't even able to take advantage of the PPP stuff during the <laughs> pandemic because our records weren't in place. Yes. And that's a huge missed opportunity with that I heard with a lot of black-owned businesses. Definitely. And so if we just get our stuff in order, just take the take the time to if you're running a business and you have employees, make sure you have your payroll documented so you can produce the forms to get whatever. If you are anything you're doing, make sure you're filing your taxes on a regular basis. Yeah.
0: And do them properly <laughs> i've i've seen another thing that goes with that that puts you and makes you susceptible to a lot of people who have been taking advantage yes. of you you know i i know um some one of my clients that i consult with lost a bunch of money because they went uh you know less than savory route to get PPP and you know they came back with a vengeance to get it and you know, kind of wipe them out. So um, it's it's tough like that. If you if you you know if you get it right now, <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. But we're always susceptible to these get rich quick schemes, or you know what? You don't have to do it that way. But you know, understanding that if you do it that one time this way, it'll prevent you from doing a whole lot of other nonsense years down the line. So just get it done. You know, one thing I like to talk about as well, and something I learned, and I like to I want to bring it to what's your stance on volunteering? Because a lot of times when new people come to me about a business, I always tell them, how can you serve mm-hmm. to learn?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, how can you serve to learn? Um, I literally told as I told you, I'm back and forth between here and Vegas. I'll be in Vegas for good soon. And immediately I joined the artist guild. And I, I'm literally um, on the work eight hours at, at a store <laughs> for free. Wow. But if I want to meet people and I want to be in certain cir- circles, I'm like, well, I'm just going to work for free. I don't need to work for them anything like that, but that's what I chose to do. So I want other people to understand, like if you want to learn the laundry business, why not asking you volunteer for you? Even if it's on the days you're going to work, listen, I know I'm going to be talking to you, but you can put me to work by you there for four hours, you know, a month or 10 hours a month. And then you learn. What's your stance on volunteering?
1: I I think volunteering is critical. Uh, I I think we don't do enough of that, to be honest with you. Um, There are so many nonprofit organizations out there, so many opportunities for people to do something, no matter what it is, whether it is cleaning up your neighborhood or volunteering to work in a store or volunteering to read to children in a, in a daycare center, whatever it is, I think we don't do enough of that. So I always think that people should volunteer. And if you wanna learn a business, to your point, I think learning a business from the inside, volunteering your time, what, to just be around in that environment is a good thing. I, I, I think it's, it's extremely important. I mean, we are. I, I'm on the board of the Urban League of Essex County. And so from time to time, we have lots of volunteer opportunities, you know, to, to do different things. And I think organizations like that that are in the community, serving the community, building houses, and, and, and they have a tech house now where children can come there and, and learn coding. Wow. And kinds of, It's phenomenal stuff that they're doing in, in the West Ward. Um, uh, so, but they're doing it all throughout Essex County, but the program primarily focuses in, uh, in, in the West Ward. But I think the importance uh, around volunteering to learn, that to me is, is, is powerful because nobody can, it's not like you, you're being paid for it. You're, you're giving your time, you're yeah. serving. And we have a, a, a requirement at our store, put service first. Yes. Service is the most important thing. Uh, and if you're taking the time to provide, uh, to volunteer with somebody, to learn, it, it, that's powerful. That that is, I mean, I say I don't see many people doing that, but I think it's something that is is definitely a, uh, a highly recommended to yes. show up at a place and say, "Hey, I want to learn this business. Can you spend some time with me? Can I volunteer in your organization?" I th- I, I would think people would be crazy to not accept that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I totally I totally agree. And once I was um, you know, enlightened, I said, "Wow, you know," as coming where we come from. You know, we're taught to give our lives before we give our money or give our resources and things of that nature. And so and I, I told the sister that that's here, you know, very successful sister. And she was like, wow, she was blown away because we talk about investing. And I had two other ladies here who are um, very successful business owners. They said, Jay, you almost there. You're almost there. I said, OK, what am I missing? She said, you don't give enough. And I'm like, I know my family, the one call, I'm the one they all call, (laughs) my cash app is ringing, like I'm giving, right? (laughs) but I wasn't giving, you know, to like other people, supporting other people. I wasn't at other people's functions. I wasn't doing that, I would do what I do and that'll be that. And so when I started volunteering and when I started like saying, oh, okay, count, put me in for 500, that's fine. My business grew. And it helped, and I used to see them do it all the time. Anything I was doing, I try to so get a call. These ladies would say, "Hey, I want to help you. I can't be there. I'm busy, but I, come. Can you send somebody by my office? I got a check." Yeah. I'm like really? Yeah. And you know, I that was my pseudo mentors, who mm-hmm. they they're busy. They're doing what they're doing, but they seen something in me. They saw something in me, and they say, "Well, if you really want to take it to the next level, serve. And we might not have money when you're starting. You have the time." And that business owner you want to learn from probably don't have much time. And if you can actually buy back some time from them by Mm -hmm. serving and helping them out, making their life a little bit easier, I'm sure the trade-off of giving you a little bit of information will be minuscule on their behalf. They'll be like, here, have it, take it, and you'll get something out of the deal, not just from an outside perspective, getting some knowledge from them, but you inside it makes you feel good. It should sound like cliche stuff, but it really is a true, true statement. That's
1: <laughs> true. I mean, I, I think people, again, don't, you, you can never underestimate the power of giving, the yeah. power of, of just volunteering either time. If you don't have, people don't have a lot of money these days. So we're not asking people to give a whole lot of money, but time is just, I mean, people now are people working from home <laughs> more yeah. often going into the office every few days, depending on where they work. people have time. And I think if they take that time and be a little more intentional about where they're going to direct that time, especially if you're working for somebody now and you want to pivot from being an employee to an employer at some point, find the the time, find a place, find an organization to intentionally spend a little time with them, to ask questions, to get involved, to spend some time there, volunteer, whatever it might be. You'd be amazed how much that'll pay off over time.
0: I love it. I love it. Listen, I was telling you guys, see how you get motivated listening to her it's. it's, it's you know, I just love having these type of conversations, but definitely with someone like yourself who, um, you know, everybody has their problems at the same time. You, you're trying to do what needs to be done and you're doing what people say that they want to do. Oh, I want to make it and give back. I want to make it and give it to my community. But you're doing it, you know, and I really do appreciate that. And we created, again, as we talked about um, the acronym STAR, of Stand Tall and Reclaim Victory Every Day. So I got to ask you, what does that mean to you specifically?
1: You know, it, it, it just means it's, again, great question. I think for me, it's being present, showing up every single day. Because when you get up every morning, you're victorious, quite frankly. And when you talk to people, when you show them what you're doing, when you honor your commitment... That standing tall and it's, it's reclaiming your victory every single day. Just being intentional, being authentic um, and taking advantage of the opportunities that are presented. So uh, someone once said to me, you got to stay ready. Stay, I think it's stay ready so that you don't have to get ready. Yep. And that's yep. so important um, to being just being uh, you know steady, steadfast, staying yes. focused. So being intentional about uh about showing up
0: every day yes i i really do appreciate that it's you know um when i had to make the shift and the pivot from being in the studio with me again it's about not just being about me Mm -hmm. you know um i i struggled with that sometimes people would say hey you got to put yourself in the forefront and that's been a hard thing for me but i'm about the people i always have been um I, i think that that's a good thing you know um sometimes you might you know, some, some of our good qualities become things that we fall on the sword for. You know, you might be super over, over loyal and, then, you know, that might be a problem. Sometimes people say you're too nice. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you cannot spit on God for giving you good qualities. You know, um, you're going to go through things. Everybody's not going to see it right then and there. Um, but keep doing what you're doing. Keep walking your path. And that's where the start of standing tall Looks like being willing to stay your path, regardless of what it looks like. You know, you know what your path is. You got to stay the course. It's not going to always be you can't get in the road and think that you're not going to run into any traffic, but you got to stay there. You you got to stay in the car. You got to ride and also stay in that rearview mirror and see that you're not where you started, you know. And then when you do when that car tire goes out, you know. Being able to get out there and change that tire, you're reclaiming victory. Like that's not stopped. That didn't stop me either. And just knowing that every day, it might not be the car, it might be the bus, it might be the airplane, it might be your kids, it might be your spouse. Every day is going to be something that you're going to have to get over. No matter how small it is, every day is going to be have to have to be something you have to get over. It rains on everybody the same. Mm-hmm. It just depends on how you take it. Cause you can look at somebody walking down the same street and one person is smiling while walking in the rain and the other person got a full fledged attitude. It's the same water. (laughs) It's the same water. So I want us to be that person to, even if it's not so great, understand that it's not just you. You're not being singled out. Everybody's going through their own situation. So how you stand tall and reclaim victory every day says the most about you, because that's all people going to talk about. You know, when everything is good, nobody is you can't really say anything. What's a good day if you never had a bad day? So how did you handle that bad day? How did you handle that rough day at the job, rough day at the office? How did you handle it? And that's how we're going to define ourselves. And that's how we want to define ourselves on this platform. We want to continue to encourage people by bringing individuals like you, Miss Annie, thank you so much for giving us the time today. We want to continue to motivate people. Um, Look, I am all for my black women. I'm not against my black women. (laughs) Um, You guys are knocking out the part. I want to showcase my sisters just as well as my brothers and also my other human counterparts, you know, Um, but I definitely want to, you know, give you your flowers for doing what you're doing in our city and, 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 and in my neighborhood and in your neighborhood. <laughs>
1: <Thank> <laughs> you you. Know. This has been great. I appreciate the time. And, and, uh, just hope that someone got a little grain of something from our conversation. It, it, it's just important to stay focused, be intentional and, and recognize to your point when everybody's going to experience something, it's just a yeah. matter of how you, ex- how you go through whatever it is you're going through, because you're going to come out victorious. It's just, all, it's all about the choices you make as you go through that experience. I always say to my son and his friends, choices have consequences. Mm. Choose wisely so that the consequences are those that you will appreciate and they're positive consequences. So if you make good choices, you'll actually have good experiences and you may have to go through some stuff in the process, but the outcomes will be beneficial.
0: Definitely, definitely. Please let everybody know how they can find you, where they can find your business. If they want you to come and talk, or train, anything. Let them know how to find you.
1: Sure, I am on uh, Instagram at um, Waterworks Laundry, uh, and then I'm on Facebook at uh, 970 Bergen. Um, so we're, we're on on all the platforms. Um, so mainly Instagram and uh, and, and uh, Facebook. Uh, but then my 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 email address or my, my website is waterworkslaundry.com or smartsuds.com. So I have both businesses. So there are lots of ways to get in touch with me. And then my email is a Godfrey at waterworkslaundry.com.
0: Definitely stay connected. And you guys are you watching, you'll see that come across the screen. Um, stay connected, follow her. You want to learn a laundry business. She's, I'm speaking into, you know, existence. This will be a franchise that will leave the city of North. So Absolutely. if you if you want to have, open up a franchise in your area, by all means, holler at her and keep it going. Don't try to take her information and just do her own thing. You know, let her get some money off of it, too, you know, in the other city. She'll teach you how to be successful. This is how this works. You know, we try to go. We
1: grow take, together.
0: Yeah, we'll go together. Don't take her secret sauce and think you can make the same chicken. You can't do that. You know, she got the thing that she going that she got to be in there to make it work. So um, thank you so much. Again, you guys know how to find us www.jhalim.com or ww.iwonstarve.com. Starve talk on YouTube. Just go to YouTube and hit starve talk. We come right on up. Again, stand tall, reclaim victory every day. You guys are definitely still in the studio with me, but we just took it to another level. Again, you guys, I love you. Stay safe. See you next week.
1: Thank you.
0: Take
1: care. I'm in the studio with Jay Halim. I'm in the studio with Jay Halim. I am in the studio with Jay Halim. I am in the studio
0: with Jay Haley. i am in the studio with jay Haley. i am in the studio with Jay Halim. You are now in the studio with Jay Haley.